Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 13th, 2023. Before I get into the message, let me just say April 13th is, uh, is the birthday of one of my children, uh, actually our youngest, Ethan Elijah Pina turns 10 years old today. Ethan is just a bundle of joy and energy. He's super smart and, and funny, and God has graced this young man. He keeps us young. So uh, for those of you that know Ethan, probably members of our church, when you see him on Sunday, just say happy birthday to Ethan. He turns 10 years old today. So we're going to celebrate. We just celebrated in Thailand, but I mean, we're going to celebrate with him today. All right. So let's get into the miracles. Uh, I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. This is part 60. I've been teaching it all year. And I finally got to the last miracle. That, and I'm super, I love this miracle. I love this story, y'all. It's the story of raising Lazarus from the dead. I have at least 20 messages that I'm going to share about Lazarus. This is just the second one. So this is, God's timing is perfect. Put this in the chat. Say, God's timing is perfect. Perfect. I want you to know that the timing of God is perfect. It will always be perfect. And there's a message in this. And as we talk about the timing of God, you're going to get some faith insights today. So put this in the chat. Say, I will grow in faith by trusting in God's timing. My, my faith will grow to another level. How? By trusting in the timing of God. There's a timing component. Oh, you can put that in the chat. There's a timing component to the promises of God in my life. Oh, every promise God has made over me, every promise God has spoken over you, there's a timing component connected to it. And everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. Get ready to receive the word. So before we get into the actual miracle, there's a scripture that we've been looking at most of the year. Uh, it's uh, Psalms 126 and verse four. And I just want to continue to put this in your ear gate so it gets down in your heart. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. I want you every day to get up this year. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. That means that the level of freshness that you used to have, and maybe you lost it along the way. Guess what? God is going to refresh it in this season. Whatever position you have with God, if you shirk back in any degree, God is going to restore you in this season. This is a season of refreshing and restoring. Put that in the chat. Say, Lord, do it again. May streams of your refreshing, Father, flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I declare fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing over your life. Say, say amen to that. Put that in the chat. Say, Lord, I receive it. All right, so now let's get into this uh, miracle. John chapter 11. I'm covering a good portion of John chapter 11. And so we saw yesterday, where I introduced you to the story, where Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus when, when Lazarus was sick. And they sent word, Lord, the one you love is sick. Not the one that loves you, but the one that you love. And, and, and so well, I talked about how when you know God loves you, it's not that you love God, but God loves you. Put in the chat, say, God loves me. I'm God's favorite. I am the one God, God loves. I am God's beloved. And when you know that, you have this level of confidence. And when they sent word to Jesus that the one you love is sick, Jesus, when he received the message, what did he say? He said, this sickness, he got a revelation from the Holy Ghost in an instant. The Holy Spirit showed him the end from the beginning. And so he was like, oh, okay, I can see the end. 
And he said out loud, and God cannot lie. So once he said it, that's it. It has to happen. He said out loud, this sickness shall not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the son of God may be glorified thereby. Come on now. And once he said that, that was it. It has to happen that way because that's what he said. And God is God and God cannot lie. And so as I explained to you yesterday, this family was no stranger to Jesus. They loved him and he loved them. And so there was like, Lord, Lazarus, the one you love is sick. So when they sent word, you, you know what they expected? They expected what anybody, anyone would expect. If you're really close to Jesus, like Jesus, the miracle worker, Hey, he sleeps in our bed, in our house. Jesus, the miracle worker, he eats food when he's here. He eats breakfast here and dinner. Jesus, the miracle worker, that's our friend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we know Jesus. We down like four flat tires. And so if they send word to Jesus, come on now, what did they expect? They expected Jesus to either rush to their aid or just speak a word from healing, a word of healing. Jesus could have got the message and right then said, Lazarus, be healed. Boom, and Lazarus would have popped out out of the bed. And so they expected an immediate breakthrough. They expected an immediate. I'm sure, I can imagine them going over to their brother saying, hey, don't worry. We sent word to Jesus. As soon as he hears it, either he will speak it or he will come, but your breakthrough is coming. I understand that either Jesus, they expected, would rush to their aid or declare healing, and Jesus did neither. The Bible says when he found out, he spoke what he said, this sickness shall not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. Then he stayed where he was for two more days. That's it. He stayed where he was for two more days. Now, Jesus had the foreknowledge of the end. He knew what the end was going to be. So he had peace, but the disciples didn't really know what was going on. So at just the right time, put this at just the right time. Put in the chat, it's going to happen at just the right time, right? So at just the right time, Jesus said, okay, guys, let's go. We got to go back to Judea. Now, they didn't want to go. The team was like, whoa, hold on, Jesus. <laughs> it was like, what? Last time we was in Judea, they tried to kill you, right? And so they was like, hey, you know, you know how that was. You know, it got a little bit dicey last time we went to Judea. So are you sure that you really want to go back there? He's like, yeah, I want to go back. And, and, and Jesus said, our friend Lazarus is sleeping and I'm going to go wake him up. And then these disciples were clueless half the time. Half the time they didn't know what was going on. So they said, Lord, oh, if he's sleeping, that's good. Because, you know, you know, when you sit. And you sleep, you get that good sleep. You know what I'm saying? When you're sick and you go to sleep, it's like your body heals itself. And so, you know, you, you feel better when you wake up. That's good that he's sleeping. And Jesus is like, what? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? It's like, these guys are always clueless. He said, no, Lazarus is dead. But he already said, I'm going to go wake him up. He said, Lazarus is dead. And when he said that, like I'm, their head started spinning. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't you just say this sickness shall not end in death? It's for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified by everybody. And now you just said it was not going to end in death. And now you're saying he's dead. What does that mean? You said he was sleeping. You said you're going to wake him up. Now you say he's dead. What does that mean? Their heads were spinning. Mary and Martha was crying. Mary and Martha are mourning. What's going on? Let's stop here in the story. Let's glean some things from this message today. So what does this mean for you today. Let me just say this too. I'm going to slide this in. Jesus also said to them, hey man, for your sake, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's dead. I'm glad that it happened this way because finally you guys are going to believe. This whole experience is going to cause you to elevate your faith. This whole experience is going to build up your faith. Put this in the chat. Say, my faith is built up through experiences. Your faith, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's great. I teach the word of God. Your faith is being built up through the word of God. That's great. 
But your faith goes to a whole nother level when you have real life experiences and encounters with God. You got to have encounters of the faith kind. You know what I'm saying? Put that in the chat. Say, I have encounters with God. When you have encounters with God, when you when you know you're walking with God and you, you don't just know God in a book, you know God in real life. Oh, that's the type of relationship and knowledge that you want to have. Put that in the chat. I know God in real life. You got it? All right, so let's go. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you. Let's get into it. Number one, Bishop T.D. Jakes famously said, he preached from this passage, and he said, delay is not denial. You, you may be delayed, but you shall not be denied. Let's talk about it. For me to make this point, I'm going to reference King Solomon. King Solomon said this in Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. If you want to put stuff in the chat, you can put Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 so you can reference it later. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 from the easy to read version, the Bible says, there is a right time for everything and everything on earth will happen at just the right time. Come on, let me read that again. There is a right time for everything and everything on earth will happen at just the right time. Listen, everything is going to happen in your life when? At just the right time. When you're led by the Holy Spirit, you don't put human timelines or human milestones on God, right? You don't open up a Gantt chart and you, you, know, you don't put your program manager hat on and open up a Gantt chart and start laying out timelines and milestones and saying, okay, God, this is what I want. And my name is Jimmy, gimme, gimme, gimme. This is when you're going to give it to me. You don't start putting those type of, type of demands on God. Remember, God already made plans for you from the foundations of the world. Faith is not about you trying to get God to put a yes on your plans. Faith is about God trying to get you to put a yes on his plans. So it's not about you laying out this, this chart and giving God milestones and timelines. They don't work like that. And, and so, so when you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're just led by whatever the Holy Spirit reveals. The reason why Jesus could stay where he was for two more days is because the Holy Spirit had already revealed to him what was going to happen when it was going to happen. So he was at peace. Now, Mary and Martha didn't have that re revelation. They had another timeline in their minds. In their minds, as soon as Jesus gets this message, baby, you about to get up out of this bed. They had another timeline. And when you go to God and you have a timeline, you have all of these milestones, you have all of these plans and you lay it out before God and you put it on your vision board and you put in Jesus name and you do a little jerk. Oh, 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 thank you, Lord. No, no, that doesn't mean anything to God. You can't make God line up with your plans. That's not how it works. And so you can't make God align with your timing. That's not how it works. God never promised. Let me help you out. God never promised to do things on your schedule. Let me help you out. God never promised to comply with your timeline. God never promised to meet your milestones. God never God never said, oh, let me see, let me see. Oh, you got all of these plans? Let's do cost, schedule, and performance. I'm going to comply with your plans. No, God never said that. God, God said, you died to self. God said, no, what I need you to do, this is what I need you to do. I need you to die. I need you to give up your plans. I need you to rest in me. I need you to trust me. I need you to find out what I made, I, the plans that I made for you from the foundations of the world. Jesus was chilling. Jesus was resting because he already saw what the end was going to be. Now, Mary and Martha were not, and they were freaking out. Why? Because they didn't know that. They didn't have that revelation. See, you got to learn how to trust in God's timing. Whenever you're waiting on God, you got to keep reminding yourself that everything is going to happen when? At just the right time. So just because something doesn't happen when you wanted it to happen, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It just means that it's not going to happen on your timeline, right? And so you got to learn how to trust God. Put in the chat, I trust God and I trust God's timing. I learned how to trust God and I trust that God knows exactly what he is doing in my life. 
Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They expected the situation to be dealt with as soon as Jesus got mess the message, right? But in this case, their, their watch of expectation was not set to God's clock of manifestation. And as a result, they got frustrated. As a result, they actually got upset. We're going to learn later when Jesus finally makes it there, they were upset with Jesus. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And so they didn't know what God was doing. Jesus deliberately waited before he went to go demonstrate the power of God. Why? Because God was going to use this miracle as like the mother of all miracles and the fame was going to go out at the fame of Jesus's ministry. This miracle was going to demonstrate two things, the power of God and the, the human requirement for faith, the, the human requirement to believe in a God who could give life to dead stuff. Listen, I'm, I'm talking about the man was dead for four days and, and Jesus was like, that doesn't matter. We serve a God that can give life to dead situations. Let me pause right here real quick. This is not in my notes. Let me take a pause. I don't know who I'm talking to. Whatever the situation is that you're facing this morning, it seems dead. It seems like you, like Mary and Martha, they had given up hope already. When he stopped breathing, they stopped believing. And so you, 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 you've gotten to the point where you don't even believe that it's going to happen anymore because it's taken so long. And it got so bad that now the situation seems dead. Let me tell you something. If God promised it, he will perform it. If God said it, he will make it good. And listen, God is still God. God sits on the circle of the earth. God can give life to dead situations. Say amen to that. God had a reason for delaying it. God had a purpose in it. So don't get frustrated when things don't happen, when God is not moving as fast as you want him to move. God has a reason. You may not know what that reason is, but at the end of the day, when you look back, you're going to be like, oh, not only will you see the reason, but you will thank God that he didn't do it when you asked him to do it. Come on now. I'm a witness. God has done that to me many, many times. Put that in the chat. I'm a witness. If you're a witness of when God finally does it, you, you look back and be like, man, I'm so glad he didn't do it when I asked him to do it. Why? Because God's timing is perfect. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, God will never go back on his word. He will always accomplish everything that he said. Now, as humans, we know that a human can say one thing and then do something else. A human could promise you one thing and then not comply with the promise. But God can't do that. The Bible says, Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither see the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. So if God said something to you, God promised something to you, God said, Jesus said in this case, this sickness shall not end in death. It is for the glory of God that the son of God may be glorified thereby. I don't care how dead the man is. It can't end in death because God said something. Come on now. Has God said something over you? Hey, do you have some promises that you're standing on? Do you have some things that, that you know God said? Now, this is not something I came up with. You, you say you're your spouse, babe, this is this was not birthed in my heart. I didn't even want this thing, but God spoke it. And since God spoke it, God gotta do it. God, now I don't know when he's gonna God told me what, but I, he didn't tell me when. I don't know when, and he unless he tells me when. And matter of fact, I think I know what. I'm not sure. I'm not sure when God does it, it might be better than my plans. He might exceed my wildest imaginations. I don't know how unless God tells me how, but I know that God spoke it, and so it has to come to pass. Listen, if God spoke something over your life come hell or high water, it has to come to pass. Jesus had already spoken it, so the situation cannot end in death. If God told you, let me say it this way, if you're facing something and God already gave you a glimpse of what it looks like for you coming out on top, and God already showed you that you're going to come out on top, but right now, it doesn't look like you're winning. 
Well, if it doesn't look like you're winning, but God already said you're going to come out on top, then the battle is not over until you win. And the only way you can lose is if you quit. And so it's not over until I come out on top. Why? Because God already revealed to me that I'm going to come out on top. And so I cannot lose. The only way I can lose is if I quit and there's no quit in me. So while you are waiting on God to do what he said in your life, you got to remember that God's timing is purposeful. God knows what he's doing and, and, and his timing is purpose. There was purpose wrapped up in Jesus waiting until Lazarus had been dead for four days. And I'm going to deal with that later in the series. But sometimes you, you have to remind yourself that God is still God. God's promises are still good. God's plan for my life is still going to come to pass. And his timing is purposeful. God is going to do it and he's going to do it in the fullness of his timing. Now, when you walk with God, you, you're going to have to develop a, a level of comfort with discomfort. Like when you walk with God, it's uncomfortable sometimes because God is not going to explain everything to you. God does not have to, God will reveal himself, but he does not have to explain himself. And so God does not have to explain everything to you. He didn't explain himself to Mary and Martha. God doesn't have to give you explanations. God doesn't have to, you know, help you out. No, God, God expects you to believe and God expects you to continue to believe even when situations get worse before they get better. You got to trust in God's timing. Now, he may not do it the way you want him to do it. He may not do it when you want him to do it. But if God said it, he has to do it because God cannot lie. Say amen to that. And the last point for today, number three, foreknowledge of what is to come gives you peace in the present. When God gives you a glimpse of the end of the thing and God shows me the end from the beginning, then foreknowledge of what is to come gives me peace in the present. And not only does it give me peace in the present, but God showed me what the end is going to be. And so this is the end, and this is where I am. And in that space, man, things may go crazy. In that space, things may get worse before they get better. But I have to keep reminding myself of what God said the end is going to be. And God cannot lie. And so since God cannot lie, I don't care how bad it gets, we have to continue to believe God. Jesus already knew how the story was going to end. And because of that, he had peace. See, when God reveals to you something about your future, and God has already been to your future, if you believe it, you will have peace. Put this in the chat. I have peace. Declare it by faith. I have peace. If you believe what God reveals, then you will have peace. While Mary and Martha were freaking out, Jesus was chilling out. Why? because he already knew what the end was going to be. This is how you can live. This is how when God shows you something about your children, about your marriage, about your business, about your career, about the impact that you're going to have in this world, and when things get worse before they get better, and like, oh my God, and other people are freaking out for you. They're, 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 they feel so bad for you that they're freaking out. And they're like, why are you not freaking out? They're, like they're freaking out and they don't understand why you're not freaking out. You know why you're not freaking out? Because you have a revelation of what's to come because God has revealed to you the end of the matter. You already saw what the end is gonna be. Come on now. And since you saw what the end is gonna be, you are not moved by what you see. You only move by what God said. And so while they're freaking out for you, they're like, girl, why you ain't tripping? Girl, why you're not freaking out? Girl, right now you should be pulling your hair out. But no, I know what God said. Oh, and they walk away like, mm, okay. And no, 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 no. You know what God said. Come on now. Put in the chat. I know what God said. If I know what God said, I, I cannot be moved by what I see. I only got to be moved by what God said. When God reveals to you what the end is going to be, he reveals to you the end of the story. 
then while you're living out the story, in the middle of the story when storms come, in the middle of the story when, when winds blow, in the middle of the story when things get crazy before they get better, in the middle of the story, you're still at peace. Why? Because you know what the end of the story is going to be. You ever seen a movie? And for whatever reason, you catch something on TV and you catch the end of the movie. You catch the end of the movie and you watch the last 10 minutes. And you, you see what the end is going to be. And then you're like, man, that was a good movie. Let me watch the whole movie. Then you back up the movie and you rewind it to the beginning. And then you start watching the movie. Well, in the middle of the movie, it looks like this dude, man, he was shot eight times. And, and, and they go, oh, there's no way he's going to survive this. But you know he's going to survive it because you already saw the end of the movie. Come on. That's what I'm saying, yo. Jesus has seen the end of the movie. And so Jesus is like, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm not tripping. Lazarus is dead. He's dead. What do you mean he's dead? Mary and Martha crying. Mary and Martha mourning. The disciples, their head is spinning. And Jesus is at peace. Why? He saw the end of the movie. When you see, when God gives you a glimpse of the end of the movie and you have the audacity to believe it, like you, you, you just believe God and you can believe it. Then no matter how bad it gets in the middle of the movie, you're not moved. Come on now. I'm, I'm trying to give this to you in a way that you can get it, that you can understand it. Like, like I'm trying to break it down. This is the life of faith. The life of faith is I've already seen the end. The life of faith means I cannot be moved by what I see with these natural eyes because I'm living off of the reality that God presented to me in the spirit realm. God took me into my prayer closet and God painted for me upon the canvas of my mind's eye in the spirit. God showed me what the end is going to be. God showed me my children. God showed me my marriage. God showed me this business. God showed me the impact, the career, all of this stuff. God painted it for me in my prayer closet and I come out of my prayer closet now. And, and so now I'm living in this world. I'm living, but it's like this world hasn't caught up with God's reality yet. But hold on, baby. Hold on. Hold on. It's going to catch up over the fullness. When is it going to catch up? In the fullness of God's timing. God's timing is perfect. It's going to happen for you at just the right time. When the time was right, Jesus went back. When the time was right, Jesus showed up. When the time is right, it's going to happen for you and it's going to happen for you at just the right time. So when the Holy Spirit reveals to you the end of the matter, forget, I just feel like preaching right now. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm telling you this. Look at me. Look at me. When God reveals, there's some stuff that God already revealed to you. You cannot be moved. The unseen realm has to be more real to you than the seen realm. You got. You have to meditate on the unseen. You got to remind yourself of what God said. You got to meditate and medicate on what God said to the point to where what God said and the unseen realm is more real to you than the scene. You go into your prayer closet and you can see it. Oh, you start to give God glory. You rejoice over it. You, you give God praise. It's so real to you that you start crying and you're like, God, why are you so good to me? And then you come out of your prayer closet and you're dealing with the people down here in this world. And it's like this reality hasn't caught up with it, with, with God's realm yet. But hold on, hold on. Change is coming. Come on now. You just keep holding on because your breakthrough is coming. Why? Because God is not a man. He cannot lie. If God revealed it to you, it has to come to pass. Say amen to that. Man, I felt like preaching. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Say, I received that. Man, I high five myself on that one. Glory to God. All right, let's close it out. I lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You love me with an everlasting love. You made plans for me before the world began, and you are committed to those plans. As I walk out my life's purpose, I keep my eyes fixed and focused on you. I set my watch to your timing. Delay does not mean denial. You love me like you love Lazarus. You hear my prayer like you heard their request, and you know what the end is going to be. Who glory. 
So you will act in the fullness of your timing in my life. Everything you do in me, with me, for me, and through me is all done for your glory. I am on this planet to make your name great. So I rest in your sovereignty, and no matter how hard things get, I shall not be moved by what I see. I will only be moved by what you reveal to me. I declare this by faith. Greater is coming for me. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. Tomorrow we're going to have another message. So listen, I felt like preaching at the end on that one right there. You might need to listen to this again. You got to trust God's timing. God knows exactly what he's doing. And if God promised something over your life, he's going to bring it to pass. You cannot be moved. Say that again as I close. I am not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what God said. So do me a favor, two things. First of all, if you're not getting my notes, you should get my notes. You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to put in your email address. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Share this message right now. Two things, on your social media, your timeline, and with your friends. And then leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I'm going to continue with this. This is a good miracle, y'all. I'm so excited about this series. So I'll see you tomorrow morning. Walk in the blessing. The best is yet to come. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.